Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Just do it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. Salicata back on the fan, 877-337-6666. We'll get into the Islander game and what was just an incredible experience um, Friday night. And, you know, all that goes in with it. I see the tweets. Oh, you traitor wearing an Islander jersey. How can you do that? (laughs) How can you do that? Well, I'll explain myself uh, around 4 o'clock. And, you know, one other thing, this has nothing to do with sports, but it was it's weird. All my notes from this weekend were, like I told you, the tweets from Thibodeau or Quinn and Williams, the Empire State Building stuff, all that. But one other thing, and Fleegs, maybe you could help me here. Did you see the promo for that stupid movie, Cocaine Bear? Are you familiar How with it? How could I not? It seemed like that was the most aired commercial during the games. Uh, so I don't understand something. I first started watching, I'm like, this can't be real. This is a real movie. Cocaine Bear coming soon in Netflix. Like, what are we doing here? I mean, I used to joke and say, hey, I should write a movie. I remember Moose and I would talk about that, trying to come up with a movie script. Cocaine Bear? Who the hell, A, writes that? Here we go again with the A, B, C. B, gets that cleared. How does that happen? I don't understand. It looks like the worst piece of trash I've ever seen in my life. The only thing that I'm glad that it came out for, I'd love to hear Francesca's review of Cocaine Bear. Well, like, listen, we know Francesca's thoughts on what I, I mean. I would imagine Anchorman, this. too. Right. Anchorman. Like, that Cocaine Bear, it should be a stoner comedy. Like, that's exactly what it should be. And we had a great run of them in the 90s and 2000s. This one just seems like. Well, it should be a stoner comedy, but then there's scenes that are a little too serious. Now, maybe when you see the whole movie together, it'll play a little bit better. But from the trailer, it just looks like a mishmash of like bad ideas. So explain stoner comedy to me. I know, obviously, what stoner means, but does it doesn't that... really require a lot of explanation. So, so, but that's then specifically made for people who want to get high and go watch a crazy Not movie. Not specifically, but I mean, they're movie like, listen, there are some... They're what you would classify as stoner comedies. Like what, that are dude, cool. where's my car? There's a, t- a lot of them that are, but what, that's one of the them, one absolutely. With, what's the one with Chappelle? I walked out of that movie. Uh, half-baked? Yeah, half-baked in Jim Brewer. There's, again, there's a lot of them that they're also, 
they're also funny when you know you're sober and you're, okay. but they're probably funnier if you watch them while you're stoned or if you understand like so i've never done that in my life never did weed or gummies or anything like that even now that it's legal well, how about like in more like the last generation like the the seth rogan judd apatow movies yeah all a right, lot which of them one? might like get pineapple cr- express right i mean that's yeah, I like I mean, that one literally that whole movie is about weed right and you could watch it on a regular tuesday night and it's still really funny. Right. I enjoyed that one. That wasn't bad. I wouldn't say they're my favorite Judd so Apatow. So maybe, like, maybe Cocaine Bear is like that. And again, those trailers lean into, I remember, I mean, the Pineapple Express trailer for that one. That's just a famous example because the MIA song, Paper Planes, like that. Right. That's just one of the all-time trailers. That song's not even in the movie. Right. There are other ones that are comedies like that that really lean into it. Like, hey, this is that kind of movie. I'm hopeful that maybe Cocaine Bear is that kind of movie. So you would and- see this movie? I mean, if I might, ch- I'm a little curious. I might check. I might wait though and hear like somebody else tells me, "Hey, it's the trailer misrepresented it. It's a funny movie. It knows exactly what it is. It's nonsensical." Be- like every now and then, you want to watch, you a know, stupid, stupid movie. movie with. Well, a, a I love goofy stupid plot. movies. Right. I-, I love them. I mean, Sandler's my favorite. I love all those movies. But so if the, the way- movie is that what it's supposed to be, if it's a serious movie about a bear that does cocaine then like listen nobody wants to see that i just don't ever remember i'm sure i've seen stupid trailers in my life and i'm like oh come on i would never watch that i don't ever recall watching a trailer in disbelief not knowing if it was a skit not knowing if it is real having my jaw dropped when i realized that it was real and it being a a movie about a bear that does cocaine and just goes nuts. Uh, And I was thinking to myself, how does this get made? Who the hell approves this? I don't remember. So apparently it's based on a true story. But again, well, that a caller just told, he didn't want to get on the air, but a caller told us that. And I do remember a true story. I do remember. Yeah. Well, this is funny because this one actually crime fighter, a blonde superhero. What's more believable? Yeah. Right. A true story? Yeah, right. I would think this one. I would think Daredevil might well, be more. Well, I guess, listen, the, if if a bear comes across cocaine or falls on him, like, it, you know, it, it's a drug. It could have an effect. And, again, no, if you take that true story and just say, let's make this a comedy, let's have some fun with it, about a bunch of guys getting right. stuck in the woods, you know, it seems like it has, you know, the drug dealer. Who wrote it? Again, know Pineapple who? Express had that. Gary Cole, Rosie Perez. Like, you could, you could do this. And pull it off if you have the right comedy writer doing it. Do we know who wrote this movie? Is it anybody popular or, you know, somebody like that? Cocaine Bear. I I was looking at my wife like, what the hell is this? All right, so I don't know who wrote it yet, but you know who? You know the director of this movie. Who? Elizabeth Banks. Right, so wasn't she one of the actresses in Pineapple Express or one of those other movies? No, she was in Zack and Miri Make a Porno. Okay, you're right. But that's not, it wasn't a Seth Rogen movie? Yeah. I like that movie, too, actually. I thought that was pretty Yeah, that good. was a good one. Yeah. That's an underrated, because that was a Kevin Smith movie. Okay. Uh, again, another man famous for making this might, comedies. This might be one of those that's just so ridiculous. I'm like, all right, you got me. Let me see what it's about. Let see, me I don't on. remember seeing these people in the trailer. Kerry Russell is in this movie. Ray Liotta is in this yeah. movie. I just remember even, it's not even... The, the the idea of a bear that does cocaine is dumb anyway, but the actual trailer, what they're showing happen, is I'm like, what the, what is this? So it, it is, uh, this is Wikipedia, which is, I guess, more reliable now than it was 10, 20 years ago. 
Films inspired by a real story of a 175-pound American black bear that died after ingesting a duffel bag full of cocaine in December 1985. And skipping ahead, the bear is currently on display at the Kentucky for Kentucky Fun Mall in Lexington. So it's based off of that that mall named it Cocaine Bear. It's based that actually happened, but it didn't happen the way that it's going to happen in the movie. Where it would happen in reality. If the bear ingests that much cocaine, he dies. In this movie, he goes nuts and starts killing people. So, and I don't know if these people are still attached to it, but at some point, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller were producing this movie. Those was, are the guys who made the uh, the Lego movies. I mean, a ton of uh, the Into the Spider-Verse, I 21 was, Jump Street. I was legitimately floored to see this movie, to see this trailer. Actually, seeing now who's involved in this movie, you now want to see hundred percent saying <laughs> yeah, it. Oh my god. Good. I don't have to see it. You can give me the review. 877-337-6666. Stewart is calling from Brooklyn. Good morning, Stewart. Morning, Sal. Will you be watching the movie Cocaine Bear? No, I would never do it. Are you kidding me? I have enough problems with, with just being alive, man. It's crazy. What? You all right or what? You sound I'm down. I'm fine, Sal. What's going I'm on? Fine. What's the matter? Sunday night. What? When I saw that Empire State Building. Oh. Oh, I wanted to track that guy down from wherever he came from and say, uh, Ariva Dirty. You could see it from your apartment? No, I, oh, I okay. probably could, but I didn't. I saw it on the, in the next, in the morning when oh. I was in the gym. I said, you got to be kidding me. Because I heard Lori talking about it on Monday morning with, uh, my, with Canizero. Mm. And I said, what? Mm. I said, that's, mm, uh, he, he should be fired. No questions asked. Who, the mayor? No, not the mayor, please. Who? The guy who, was, who turned the lights on. Well, see, he was probably told to turn the lights on. I'm assuming he didn't just come up with that decision. Well, whoever told him to turn the lights on should be fired. That person should be fired. Whoever's in charge of that, uh, I mean, they, yeah, they need to adjust that so it doesn't happen should again. not work at the Empire State right. Building ever again. There's no question. But this has been happening for a while. I mean, why but are we making a big deal? It doesn't matter, but the thing is... The they did it for the social. Phillies, but they did uh, it for the Phillies. Oh, uh, no, please. Don't get me started on the Phillies from the 80s, please. Don't start with that one. I, I could go plenty far deep into that, along with the Cardinals and the Braves. Those were three teams that I couldn't stand when I was rooting for BC. Look, the Before. Before. <laughs> before. <laughs> well, that's your The BC Mets. I know, I know. I like it. I love that saying. Yeah, Creative. Oh, Uncle Stevie. Okay, but the simple fact is, they should never do that because of Philadelphia. Would they do that for New York? I No, no I think they had it in Padres colors after the Padres sent the Mets uh, home packing and Chris Bassett, as a matter of fact. It was up in Padres well, guess colors. What? Guess what? The thing is that, but do you know how bad things got? People in my gym are screaming. When the Astros went to the World Series. Wait, they didn't do it. So if they did it for the Phillies, did they do it for the Astros? There's no way. No, I don't think they did it for the Astros. Right, but why would they not? If they have a thing where they do it for the championship teams. See, I only heard the Phillies, but uh, I just, I just, no, no, forget out. that. No, forget that. I'm talking about this year when the Astros swept the Yankees to make oh, it back yeah, to the World you Series. Have, you have to rub that one. No, but I'm, I'm I mean, I, it happened. It's not I my know fault. It happened, and it, we do. Have, I, oh, I, well, I won't say swept. How many games did the Astros beat the Yankees in? Uh, for, Okay. okay, so but but here's the thing: if they lit it for the Phillies who made the World Series, do you think they're going to light it for the Astros? Why not? After 
I hope not. I hope not because if they did, if they did, I don't know what's worse, them lighting it or us not making a big deal about it. Well, we shouldn't. I don't think, I don't, us not making a big deal about it. Are you kidding me? Yeah, bottom line is who cares? I mean, it's a stupid building. Here's what you do. I have no respect for the building anymore. Not that I ever had it before. Period. Right, that is New York, and they have no respect for New York. Exactly. The people here don't have no respect for anything. Are you kidding? That's the, the New York became a joke, a laughing stock. Oh, gee, you know what? Sometimes I wonder. I have a friend of I have Holland in North Carolina, and I have a friend of mine named Emil in Florida, and they tell me living down there is a hell of a lot better than living up here. Well, why do you move? Okay, sure. No, that can't happen. Why? I wish I could get out of here. Oh, I know. With the neighbors and all that. Let's not go into that again. But No, I wish I could get out of here. Well, why can't you? What do you mean wish? What do you need a wish for? What do you need? Money. But you, you're paying rent where you live, don't you? Yeah, I pay rent not where I live. Okay, so... Um, look, Sal, I've got a situation where it would be very difficult to get out of here. Not only that... If the thing is, it would be it's, it would be difficult. Okay, okay? I understand. I, I need money to get out of here. There's no scenario. What if you went down there on like a cab driver or something again in Florida? <sighs> like, there's no scenario where you could move, pack up, no. and, and leave. Yeah. The doctor told me oh, right. not to drive for a living anymore because oh, okay. of what I had. Um, um, well, let me ask you. I have had two surgeries, major. One in 06 and one in 19. Okay. And Elton John had a perfect song, I'm Still Standing. Right. Can you, can you sing it for me? I love that song. Oh, yeah. What? Go ahead. Hit it. I, I'm not going to hit that. Oh, you I can't can, sing it? I, I can't hit it. Oh. I'm not Elton. I'm not sure. Elton. So two things you can't do anymore, drive or eat bacon. Exactly. Okay. If I do that, they pick me up in a snatch and say adios. Hey, you know, you know what we're getting close to, huh? What? Super Bowl Sunday. You, I'm rooting for my homeboy. No, you know, that's not what I was talking about. Who else are you rooting for? Who else am I rooting for? Man, halftime oh. show. <laughs> Come on, Stuart. How quickly, how quickly we forget. And thank you for the call, Stuart. How quickly we forget. Come on. You make sure you give us a call back. We got to discuss Riri. Jose is calling from Corona. What's up, Jose? How you doing, Sal? <laughs> I enjoy the previous caller. It's a character, maybe uh, from, from, he's replacing Jerome from Manhattan. Yeah, he's funny, here. Stuart. I love Stuart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, I, I enjoy it also. Listen, I, I tuned in a little while ago, and I, you, uh, you were talking about the cocaine bear, and I actually have the clipping, I, I, I kept the clipping from the New York Post. And this actually was an actual story. It's, it's like a three-piece. I'm going to give you what, what scenario was. Yes, the bear was in a, I believe it was in Georgia. He died of an overdose because it was a duffel bag full of cocaine. Right. That's what Fleegs are saying. Right. Exactly. That was true. But the, the second part of the story is there, there was an individual that felt on the, in this in in, in this back uh, in the backyard of, of the residence, and his parachute didn't open, and he was carrying forty thousand dollars. Then the plane 
in North Carolina ran out of fuel and crashed. Hmm. So they said, one, two, three. This, this was a scenario. This individual flew from Mexico across the border. He threw the duffel bag into the, into the, the park, into the forest. He was going to parachute and then retrieve the drugs that right. the duffel bag that he had thrown. And he let the plane on automatic pilot and the plane flew into it ran out of fuel. And the plane crashed in North Carolina, harmlessly. But it, it took a while. This was a puzzle. It took a while. I remember the, I don't know if, if you could go, uh, nowadays if you could go on, on Google. Right. Or like that. But it, there was the bear. Uh, there was a picture on the bear. I had the clipping. Yeah, Fleek sent me a picture of this, of this bear, I guess, the statue of it or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, yeah. The, yeah, <laughs> the, 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 the cocaine bear. Was, bear. Yeah, he, he, he. You know how bears, uh, bears uh, hunt for food, right? And he he put his claws into the duffel bag, and the duffel bag was just full of cocaine that this guy had just dropped off on the plane, and his intention was to retrieve it, but unfortunately for him, his parachute didn't. Here for him and <laughs> and the bear, and thank you for the call, Jose, and all the info on that. Yeah, I, I still don't know if I could, I, whether it's a true story or not. I I don't think I could see that movie. Um. We have some, as if that's not disturbing enough, cocaine bear. We have some disturbing confirmation about the Empire State Building. So Fleeg sent me a tweet that he went and searched back in 2017. Uh, yeah, 2017, where, I don't know if you remember this, what happened in the, war, in the year 2017 with the Yankees and the Astros in the ALCS. But, of course, the Yankees got eliminated, grueling series, seven games. They went down to the Strohs. The Empire State Building, 10-24-17. This is a tweet wishing the Dodgers and Astros good luck in the World Series with split lights in blue and white and orange and blue. Blue and white for the Dodgers, orange and blue for the Astros. 2017, Astros eliminate the Yankees. The stupid Empire State Building lights the colors up in Dodgers and Astros colors. And then Fleegs confirmed with me, that they did do it again this year. So now who's the fools? Us for finally just realizing it now? Or the idiot Empire State Building that's been doing this for apparently years? It is embarrassing. You want to do it for the Eagles? That's one thing. It's bad enough. You want to do it for a team that just beat the Yankees to go to the World Series? The Yankees? It doesn't get more New York than the Yankees. Wow. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. And the ball game's over, and the Giants have won Super Bowl 46. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Salakata back on the fan. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. I haven't even actually thought about which way I would bet the Super Bowl right now. Although, because I'm not rooting for Philadelphia, I'd probably just side with the Chiefs. I want to see Mahomes get another one. I think he deserves it. You know, who likes the Eagles if you're from New York? 
So I would lean Chiefs, but I haven't really thought about it, breaking it down game-wise yet or who I think has the advantage or things like that. And look, it's two weeks away, so a lot can change. You know, Obviously, we would expect Mahomes to be healthier moving forward. The Eagles are going to be, even if it's slight, they'll be favorites. People expecting the Eagles. You know, you look at the areas of each team, and Philadelphia is better running the football. They're better in the trenches. They have better weapons, wide receiver, you know, the healthier. It's Mahomes, Kelsey, and Andy Reid. But I think it'll be enough. I just, I still don't think, you know, as impressive as Philly has been, they beat the Giants and they beat the Niners with no quarterback. They haven't even really been tested yet. And this will be their first real test in the postseason. And I just feel like Mahomes is too good. He's going to get another one. And then maybe he'll get back on that, you know, the Brady watch. If Mahomes get number two already, remarkable what they've done. And, boy, what a win that was in just a tremendous game. 877-337-6666. Christian's calling from Kings Park. What's up, Christian? Hey, how you doing, Sal? How are you, Christian? Good, thanks. Um, I kind of want to get your thoughts on um, Derek Carr. What if he went to the Dolphins? Uh, I don't like Carr. So if I don't like him for the Jets, I don't like him for the Dolphins. Okay. Why not stick okay. with Tua? I mean, I'm not – like, he's he, he's like Kirk Cousins to me. They're all right, but they're never going to get over the hump. I just, if I could, if I were going to go all in, if I'm the Dolphins, I'm going to get Aaron Rodgers. That would be my first choice. Same with the Jets. And then if not, well, yes, but I don't think Lamar is going to be available. That would be a second option for the Jets. If I'm the Dolphins, I'd try to get Tom Brady. They already said they're not going to do that, but that would be somebody that in their particular situation, I would look for. I would not get Lamar if I'm Miami. And you're not really a fan of Carr, then, huh? No, I just no, not at all. Well, you you want Carr for where? For Miami or for the Jets? Well, so I am a I'm a Bills fan. I, I'm a Bills fan, and I live with Dolphins fans. I'm an Islander fan. I live with Ranger fans, and I just couldn't help to think that Tua might not be like the future for the Dolphins from like a non biased perspective. And I kind of feel like they would want to bring somebody else in. How many people you live with? I live with my girlfriend's family. Oh, God. God bless you. I know. Yep. Yep. God bless Um, you. Not only the in-laws or whatever, girlfriend's family, but their opposing teams that they root for? Oh. They have been been so good to me, and, like, Mm. I've been supportive of of their teams. And I just couldn't help to think that, like, I don't think that two is going to be long-term. For the Dolphins, and eventually right. they might have to get somebody else. Right. Well, if that's, that if that's the case, and that's a decision that they're going to have to make, if Miami feels like Tua cannot be counted on, and I get why you feel that way because I feel that same way too, then they need to really think about what they're going to do as far as pursuing one of the top guys. And obviously, Aaron Rodgers would be that guy. If I'm Miami with the way their team is built, I'm going to get Aaron Rodgers. Even though he might be temporary because he's a little older. Oh, he's like, two years. You're talking about two years. Truth. Okay. Truth. But you could okay. win. A, you could win a Super Bowl in those two years. And I that have. That, you know, right. Tua was good, but I'd be worried about concussions and and injuries with him. That's the thing. He he was good, and then I just saw him like just so many times. Like, oh my god, this person like like he's not going to have a future because like you just worry about his head. Right. You know. 
Um, one more quick thing, if you don't mind me asking. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you hear about the trade today? I a did. Bow for a bow. Um, come on, did I hear about it? Of course. <laughs> of course you heard about it. But Bavillier for bow and Aturatu and the first round, I like that. I kind of think that the Islanders need somebody who is a goal scorer. They, well, they desperately needed somebody who's a goal scorer. Thank you for the call, Christian. Appreciate you checking in. No, this is a big boy move for Lamarillo and the Islanders. They need it. Bo Horvat is exactly what they need. Now you give up Beauvillier, who, you know, uh, yeah, I like Beauvillier, did some nice things for the Islanders, but he's not the scorer, obviously nobody that they have is, that Horvat is. Atu Ratu, the, I mean, the potential there, and maybe he becomes a stud with Vancouver, but you got to give to get. And this is one of those moves that Bo Horvat's going to help him now make a playoff push, and they hope to be able to extend him long-term. That's the only question, but for the Islanders to be able to get a player of this caliber, they have to make this trade for him and hope that they can convince him to stay. And I really do think Ledecky can do that. Once you see what they have to offer, maybe Horvat will be impressed and want to stay on the island long-term. But it's a no-brainer for the Islanders. I know you give up future with Ratu. But it's about now. Get back to the postseason and maybe go on a run. And they desperately needed scoring, and they'll get that from Bo Horvat. Tom is calling from Philadelphia. What's up, Tom? Hey, how you doing? How are you, Tom? Good. Real good. You want want to talk about sports? Yeah. Hi, Sal here. Oh, how you doing, Sal? Good, Tom. Yeah, I, just wanted to talk, I just wanted to say that the uh, you know the, the Philadelphia Phillies let a Mets player come into our stadium at Citizens Bank and throw the first pitch, and that didn't go over too well down in Philly either. Who did that you know? again? Refresh my memory. The Philadelphia Phillies. No, no, no. Who was the player? It wasn't. A, it wasn't a player. It was a fan. Oh, oh the Mets fan threw. Oh, that's right. Now I remember. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was just saying, you know, because I know all the New York fans are mad about the lights being green and everything. A little different, although a little different, but I wouldn't have done that either. I mean, why why would you let an opposing fan throw out a first pitch? Stupid. Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. I I just wanted to mention that. Yeah, there are certain things you you shouldn't do. But think about it this way, though. While a Met fan throwing out a first pitch in Philadelphia is a little odd, the Empire State Building represents New York. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I know. And you know what? Coming up here, I was listening to uh, WIP Jody Mack. He said, this is nothing new. They've done this before. And I kind of remember the green lights being on when the Eagles won the Super Bowl in, back in 2018 right. against the Patriots. Well, we were, just saying I, it, it, we were just saying it before that they did it yeah. for the Astros after the Astros eliminated the Yankees. Right, right. How's Jody Mack doing? He's on right now? Uh, he was. He got off at 2 o'clock. Oh. So, yeah, he was just saying that. It goes, I don't know why everybody in New York's making a big deal about it. It's nothing new. You know, it, this happened uh, a lot of times before. So, And I kind of remember when, they, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl in 2017 that the, uh, that the lights were green. They yeah. had a green and blue because they played the Patriots. But, um, but yeah, it, it, was, it was just kind of interesting. I just wanted to throw that out there. Too. Yeah, well, thank you for the call, Tom. Appreciate you checking in. I mean, it's been done before. I guess... For the Super Bowl participants, you know, during the Super Bowl, maybe, if you want to have it split colors, maybe, I guess that would work. 
in this particular case, it seemed a little bit much to tweet a congratulatory message to the Eagles in the city of Philadelphia from the New York Empire State Building. Come on, man. Again, I didn't care. I had talked about it opening the show. I could not care less, but I just think it's stupid. Uh, But I never cared about things like that. Oh, the Empire State Building. No, not my thing. Sorry. And this is why. Taco Frank calling from Hamilton, New Jersey. What's up, Taco Frank? About that bird, baby! Are you going to the Super Bowl? Man, I, I I would, but uh, I heard it's like five grand to get in. Yeah, I, I just have too many people at the house, and it's it's too hard to get away, man. All you know, between the buddies and the family, and we have such a great time getting together. It's you know, for me and Frankie to go or something like that, and then I, you know, as great as it would be to be there, it's it's more fun to to enjoy a, uh, getting another ring with everybody. Agreed. But um. Hey, I, I don't. Uh, I don't care about the Empire State Building. Um, I want green porch lights on Casa de la Cata. <laughs> How about that, buddy. Who's going to install will them? Su- will you support us now or what? Uh, I am rooting for Kansas City. Uh, it's not anti you. <laughs> it's not anti you. I just I like Kansas City. I like Andy Reid a lot. So I'd like to see him beat his former team. I didn't think that the Eagles, although you know the the results have shown that uh, maybe they were right making that move, but. I thought the Eagles were wrong for getting rid of a great head coach like that. I love Mahomes. So uh, I'm not anti even Sirianni as much anymore, and I do like Jalen Hurts, but I personally am going to be rooting for Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, I, I love Andy Reid, too. And for the knucklehead guy that called before, um, when have we ever talked about, you know, what kind of a father a football coach is? I mean, Andy's old school. I don't have to tell you that. And when, when he was here, he worked 85 hours a week on a slow week, and, and that's what makes him a great coach. And I also think – that's what kind of weeds out so many of these coaches now, like the Rams coach or, or um, I'm trying to think the Ray Gruden when he left. I mean, all these guys, they get their ring and it's like they, they head to the broadcasters booth now. And it's in fairness, it's such a tough life. And you got, you know, the old school Parcells and Belichick and Reed that they I mean, live for it. it. It's, that family life is so tough. Andy used to talk about it sometimes. And, uh, you know, for these guys to do what they do, they're, you know, he used to sleep at the office constantly. Yeah, right. And you could understand how that could be difficult on the family, but it makes him great at his job. And I can't, I'm not saying that it's right or wrong, but it's what we judge him on what he does as a head coach, not what he does as a parent. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think anytime your wife's giving you a hard time, you know, you bring up, uh, you know, the, the life of an NFL coach and maybe she cut you a little slack. <laughs> yeah, you're not kidding. We, she, yeah, but then I, she'll probably bring up the paycheck that those guys get. Uh, <laughs> I, thank God I've got, a, I've got a wife that's great with the sports stuff. I've got a buddy of mine that, that can't get out. We always joke he's got to dig a tunnel, you know, through the basement and he's got like an escape hatch like Hogan's <laughs> Heroes. <laughs> when the poor guy just wants to get out, it, it, it's impossible for him to try to leave the county. But... um. Hey, just to touch on the NBA real quick, man. We're probably going up to the game Wednesday. You uh, you almost have to wait to the day of anymore. I mean, I, a day like today, man, right. I think of how many kids probably got Nets-Lakers tickets Christmas morning. You know, and, and you got parents spending a fortune on these tickets. And, you know, the kid thinks he's going to see LeBron. And, I mean, it's so disappointing when you get to some of these games and uh, and these guys aren't playing and you, you spend so much money on the tickets. And uh, I, I one more thing for you, but I, I didn't know if you commented uh, – 
one more thing after this, but I don't know if mm-hmm. you commented on LeBron and his latest temper tantrum or not. Uh, I did not. You talking about after the Tatum foul that was not yeah, called? I mean, he, yeah, he definitely got fouled. But I mean, like, I, it's just hard to imagine. I know it's a different kind of player now, but uh, it's just hard to imagine like a guy like Jordan. And I, you know, he was far from perfect with stuff, but uh, it's hard to. It, it's tough to stomach some of these different. Yeah, teams, I think that you know, one though. Things. I think that one would have made anybody mad. I mean, what would you? How do you think Jordan would have reacted? I, I totally understand being upset, man. Even in pickup games, we, you know, I'm sure right. you and I, I know I get upset. But I mean, you know, you're on a national stage like that. I mean, laying flat on the ground and jumping well, up that, and that, yeah, that I, mean, I don't think he did. He did lose it to a point. You know, I can understand anger. And thank you for the call, Taco Frank. Appreciate you checking in. Good luck to your Eagles. If I don't talk to you before the game, I could understand the anger. I don't understand acting like a baby and laying there on the ground. Like Jordan or Ewing, they would have been in the ref's face, probably cursing him out until they got kicked out of the game. I mean, I would think that that would have been the case back then. Not pouting and going to the floor like that. But I'm not going to you know, nitpick a temper tantrum. It was a horrible call and a call that cost him the game. It changed the entire result of the game. So I could see where LeBron's frustration was coming from. I mean, I'm sure if you ask him right now, would he like to have that back? Yeah, but he got caught up in the moment. And there's nothing you could do about it. Frustrating. It's bullcrap. You work hard, you play hard all game long to put yourself in that spot. A clear, blatant foul. I want to know what was the deal. I did not watch the game, but why wouldn't why couldn't that be reviewed? That was my first thought. I mean, I'm assuming that all that stuff gets looked at at the end of the game. I mean, it was a foul. I guess it can't get challenged because it's under two minutes or whatever it is to go in the game. Fleeks, you have any idea the rule of that? Why LeBron that obvious foul could not get challenged or overturned with the Tatum play? I forget. I don't understand. I Maybe. do. I remember them saying that. They'd already used the challenge, but it's because I think they Van Gundy said or bring, somebody corrected him. You can't challenge a non-call. Oh, so if it was called a foul, then they would have. Then they could challenge, right, call, review it. Well, but, what's what good is that? Well, that's why Van Gundy. I do remember this vividly. Him screaming. Well, if if we have replay and you can't go back and look at something this what's obvious, the point? then it serves no purpose in the sport. Right. What's the point? I was not watching the game, but I saw the highlights, so I was just watching thinking, well, Did that's you see an Pat obvious. Beverly afterwards? Yeah, with the camera, it was hilarious. Amazing. I mean, that's just... Well, what's better, that or Harden running onto the floor during a play randomly from the bench, running onto the court? Yeah, what was he doing there? Did he get, like, a technical, or what the hell was that about? That one I didn't see. That one I was not watching live. I just right, saw, I saw the saw video the on Twitter. The Beverly stuff coming on the the court with the camera showing the ref. Look, that was a foul. Listen, that they, is just... they changed. He's making one of the two free throws. The referees changed the result of that game. Correct. They changed the result. It was a terrible call. That's why I don't blame LeBron necessarily. But I'm thinking, well, why didn't – what happened where they couldn't challenge it? I did not know that. So if like it's a all non-call. These scores, get somebody upstairs who can just – you know, buzz down immediately and say, hey, you got this wrong. And within 15 seconds, everything's corrected. It is LeBron's so, going to the line for two. It is so stupid to have replay and yet still have a call like that wrong. I, I just don't understand it. How could you have replay and get a call of that magnitude 
one that was that obvious, you still get it wrong. It's why I hate replay. You guys think, oh, replay, 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 it solves everything. No, it doesn't. There's still stuff. Years later, I've been hating replay since at least 2010. Maybe before that. Oh, no, it was 2010. Because I remember doing a show after Galarraga threw that one hitter, which should have been a no hitter. And everybody, oh, replay, replay, replay. No, I hate replay. And here we are all these years later, and it's still not 100% accurate. So why bother? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. World Series over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. It's their 27th World Championship. The most of any team in any sport in the history of professional sports. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Salakata back on the fan. We'll get into the whole Islanders story coming up in just a little bit. From the game uh, that Gio took me to on Friday night, so we'll have that whole thing about wearing the Islanders jersey. People freaking out over it. You post a couple of pictures, having a good night, all of a sudden fraud, traitor, this, traitor, that. Please. You should know me by now. You think I care what you guys say? I know what type of fan I am. I will wear whatever I want whenever I want to. You know, as long as my bosses, uh, or whatever work policy is, obviously I abide by that as best I can. But outside of that, I'll wear whatever. Not even my wife can get me to dress certain ways on the holidays or for her family. I don't care. I wear whatever I want. If that means an Islander jersey, it means an Islander jersey. We'll get into that in a little bit. Let's get to your calls. Your Alan's calling from Rockland County. What's up, Alan? Hey, Sal. How are you? I just had two quick questions. Uh, the first of is, do you see any way where the Knicks can win a playoff series? I know Randall's playing very well, but obviously the Bucks uh, would beat them. Uh, Celtics would beat them. I don't know. Do you think maybe the Nets or the Cavs, if they played them somehow, they could win? Or what do you think? Um, no, I don't. I mean, we're talking about not – you're talking about getting in, obviously, if they could win the play-in tournament, just getting in. Right. So let's see. Best case scenario, six seed. I mean, I guess you could say best-case scenario, five seed, but they're not beating Brooklyn, no chance. Not beating Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Boston. So I guess the Cavs or the Heat would be their only chance. 
And to have that happen, you would have to have a 4-5 matchup. And I don't anticipate that being the case. But I just, as much as I you know, want to like this Knicks team and think that they're better than years past, I still can't envision them winning a, a playoff series. Right. And the other question is with the World Baseball Classic, like obviously uh, DR has probably the hottest team. Any chance you think uh, the U.S. team could beat them? I have no idea. I know nothing about the World Baseball Classic. You're into it, Alan? I am not. Yeah, just they're kind of stacked with Soto, Machado, Rodriguez, everything. We have uh, Bryce Harper and uh, Trout, but not so much on pitching. So who, who's the, what, are the, what are the teams? Can you rank the teams, like the top four teams for me? Uh, just the top two are DR and USA. They're not in the same bracket, but the, that's what's expected to be in the finals. And, of course, a lot of the Mets pitchers, Verlander, and Scherz, a lot of them, because of fear of injury, they don't want to be involved. Yeah, thankfully. At least Bryce Harper and Trout are involved. Yeah, good. Well, Aaron does want to be involved. Yeah. But the New York players, for that, although Alonzo is going to be in it. Yeah, I'd rather uh, see I'd rather see no Mets or Yankees partake in it. Thank you for the call, Alan. I know Kodai Senga is not going to do it. He uh, he said, uh, I guess that came out yesterday. Uh, he doesn't want to participate in the WBC, which I think is the right move. The the fewer players that participate in the WBC from the team that you care about, the better. Not that I'm overly concerned about injury, because that stuff's going to happen, spring training or not. But it is obviously a greater risk, number one. Number two, I just want to save bullets. I'd rather guys get ready in spring training the normal way and then go into their season as opposed to a WBC where, you know, a lot of those games can become intense. Players care about it. From what I remember and the little that I've seen in it of it over the years, players get into that. And it would concern me that, you know, you have guys, especially pitchers, either throwing too hard too early or just putting extra strain on their arm, whatever. I just, I don't love the idea of WBC where, let's just say, God forbid, Alonzo somehow gets hurt in this thing and he's out three months. How's it going to make you feel as a Met fan? You ever want to hear the word WBC again? I guess it's not a word, but you ever want to hear the words World Baseball Classic again? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.